I got all my shit done. Let's go. I don't care where you're at. Let's go. No. It's just, it's, sure. it's, just it, right. it's a, it's a never ending. All right. Never ending. Let's take a breath. It's about Bob. It's about Bob. Let's breathe in, Josh. And breathe out. Episode 221. Josh goes back to the scrum master role. Find out why, how, and the value it's provided him. And you know what? Everybody should probably take a step back, go back to the grassroots, and understand where things are at. If you haven't done that in a while, hit the pause button and do that. It'll make a huge difference. All right, before we get started, you guys know Josh released NFTs, right? Oh, you didn't? Well, there's a link below in the show notes that'll get you to everything Josh has going on, and it is a lot. So look forward to getting feedback on that and hope you enjoy the episode. As we discussed in previous episodes, Josh's career has been interesting tumultuous to say the least this yes. summer i landed myself in a scrum master role Ooh. for the past couple of months and for probably through the end of the year and that's been interesting is that is that end of the year so that's like a six months thing as a scrum yeah. master yeah as you and i talked about it i'm really curious as to like what you've learned from that well it it's been interesting because I came in guns blazing, like I'm the guy in charge, which I have been for a decade, and instantly trying to make all these changes because it's like, okay, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And most of it wasn't even about the team. It was about the organization, and we needed so to do this. Did you, and, did you come in like that? Yeah. See, that's what I would guess about yeah. you. And if you're a leader, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right? If you're a leader, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. In fact, that's right. Right. But if you're a scrum master, uh, so I'm really curious, how, how did that work for you? Uh, well, an architect in the first meeting, just you could tell he was really not happy with me. Really? Yeah. So I said, if a meeting with him, like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. And he's like, you can't do this. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, these are the things we need to do. And it was, okay, so you're coming in. <laughs> On an 18-month project with, like, four months left. Oh, You know, yeah. and we've done a lot of work to get here, and we're wrapping things up, oh. and we're a little nervous about changing things at the yeah. end when we're near the finish line. Um, so then the head of the engagement also set up a call with me the next day. He's like, so I heard the first day was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, I was just doing what I do. I doing my thing. Yeah, like that's what I do. He's like, I get it. I understand. Josh, we just need you to be a scrum master. Is that what, is that, yeah. 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 And he's like, everything you're saying is right. You are 100% right. We could and should do those things. But right now, where we are, we need to just like put our head down and do this. And every fiber of my being does not like that. I wonder, I wonder, like, when you said that, I was wondering, like, sphinctered. Oh, man. <laughs> came it, to me. It's yeah. Like, you know, and it would sphincter me as well. Yeah. I mean, I could maybe do it, but, but that's my deep... Yeah. You and I are wired that way yeah. now. Maybe, like, 20 years ago, we weren't quite wired that way, but now we're wired that way. Yeah, so it took me a while to keep my mouth shut because what I've been paid to do for the past decade, decade and a half 
is come in and fix as many things as possible as quickly as possible. So yeah. I was just rocking and rolling like that. And then to have to flip that switch very quickly was difficult, but I did it. I got it done. Now I can tell you, I feel myself rebounding a bit and like, I think just the general, uh, desire to drive positive change and all the different directions I see that I can have an effect across the organization. I feel it sneaking back in, but I'm doing it in a much more subtle approach. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Like a stealth approach and not directing your face. Yeah. So what I've been doing is various leaders across the organization because they're working through the planning for 23 and what that looks like. And I said, hey, and you're planning for 23. Have you talked about this? you think maybe this is something that you want to talk through and I just offer to help. And so then I have the opportunity to lay these things out in front of them as like a buffet of like, Hey, here's things that I think could work having been here for a couple of months. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be here in 23 or what's going on, but here's, here's things that I think you might want to think about in the coming months as you plan. So I still have weaseled my way back into, um, trying to drive change and every direction I could. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So that, so that's, that, that's taken me a couple of months to number one, uh, dampen my desire to change, uh, and then find ways to enable that to happen without, or with much less disruption than I usually have as I'm driving these changes. I mean, one of the things in your defense and, and not that I'm trying to defend you, yeah. but um, the role of the scrum master. So when they say, I just want you to be a scrum master, I'm sort of riffing off that. It's like, do you really know? Like a scrum master is an organizational coach. Now, maybe 95% of them don't do that initially, but right. you, you have that well-rounded capability. Like mm-hmm. you came in the door with that. So if you look in the scrum guide, for example, it's not just coach the team. Right. Right. It's coach the organization. So you were doing some of that. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm not I'm not telling you that you were wrong or they were wrong. I'm just saying they may not know. Like they hired a great scrum master. Yeah. Right. So be careful what you be careful what you ask <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah. Right. Because that is the role. Yep. It is part of the role. Yeah. And, and you know I I'm super grateful for the folks that got me in there, and it's been super welcoming. It's just I've had to adjust in different ways than I've adjusted in the past. So it's been a good lesson for me that uh, my hammer that I've been using yeah. isn't always the tool that's necessary. Uh, and and to do a better job as I walk in the door and look at the landscape and then map out an approach instead of always doing the thing yeah. that I do. Yeah, but I bet it was abrupt because that is your typical. Yeah. It would be my typical style. Yeah. Like, I would be like a bull in a china shop if I went in as a scrum master. I mean, in a positive way. I wouldn't be trying to, you know, destroy anything. But right. it would still be, you know, if I found impediments and things like that. Have you, are they aware of your capabilities? Yeah. And so, so if you offer them, you could turn it into a pool system. It sounds like you were kind of. That's, that. yeah, that's what I'm trying to set up um, is spending time with leaders across the organization. And, and there are some that are pooling, you know, as as we spent more time together, then, then then they'll reach out and say, hey, I'm thinking about this yep. for some of the team makeup in future years. 
what do you think? How would you do it? You know, I, I mean, I think it yeah. would be silly, even without even a scrum master without as much experience as you have. I think it would be a good practice for folks to tap into their. I haven't seen that enough, Mm-mm. probably out there, of of maybe the scrum masters aren't setting it up, like here's your smorgasbord of stuff, and pull in. But I haven't seen a lot of folks like use scrum masters as like a an advisor. Um, I don't think it. It's interesting what I've seen. In the industry, I don't see people viewing the role as that. Yeah, you know, it is team focused and 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 like delivery focused, yeah. and tactically focused. Yeah, so that's almost a waste. Depending because scrum masters coming in, uh, I mean, me, my daughter Rhiannon mm-hmm. pivoted in with fifteen years of or like leadership experience, not in te- not in tech. Yeah, and uh, and you know now I think they're tapping some of that. But she and then she took an entry level or a startup actually uh, scrum master role, and it's like tapping into that experience uh, is probably a missing depending on the scrum master mm-hmm. is is sort of a, a missed opportunity I think. Yeah, it does feel, and I know this is how many organizations roll, uh, pun not intended, but it's like this is the role, do that job, stay in your lane. You know, it is, I, I, it is like that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I see that so often. I'm in the middle of teaching a cow class, and I may, I may, and and the where this organ, it's a private cow class with an organization, yeah. So a captive leadership team, not not all the senior leaders, but tech and product mm-hmm. leaders, and um, that, that message might even help them of uh, switch from that stay in your lane to getting things done, mm-hmm. right? And leveraging everyone's capabilities. Uh, most organizations, is still, it's it's a construct of what org charts and job descriptions, yeah. right? Yep. And just patterns and stay in your lane. And it's not just the leaders doing it, people. See, that's the thing with you. You couldn't stay in your lane. Right, <laughs> yes, that's correct. No, no, but most, yeah. most people in a scrum master role are gonna stay, this is my job description, this mm-hmm. is what they're paying me. So it's not just the leaders, it's the dynamic of the per, of the individuals as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am much more comfortable rocking the boat yeah. and saying or doing things that could be detrimental to my future yeah. at that job. Um, but I, it's like, I can't, I can't turn that off. The really good thing though, is that as typical issues come up, I don't flinch at yeah, all. Yeah. You know, it's like I catch myself smiling as people are throwing these challenges yeah. out at me. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, here's here's yeah. the allow me to retort, you know. Yeah. And so we work through it and and the uh confidence and willingness to wade into the really messy stuff. Yep is a bajillion, that's a technical, I mean, that's a big number, yeah. uh, times higher than it was when you and I met, when yeah. I when I first was a scrum master at Teradata, right, yeah. and doing that for the first thing. Were you, and I'm, I'm asking this with a smile on my face, Is it, was, it, was there any humbling that happened? So were you humbled in any way? Like you had an assumption and you're like, you know, I've lost, I've lost touch with the little, you know, the small folks. I've been a leader too you know, so was there any humbling, like that you reflected on? 
you know, and said, you know what, I, I, I lost my empathy for Scrum Masters. I renewed my empathy or something like that. No. Not, not humbling in a, yeah. in a malicious way, but any revelations that you had? No, I, I've, I've always, no, I can't say I've always valued the role. But since, dude, I value the role uh, and what I've seen for the past few gigs in a row um and and this group's trying to not let it happen is scrum masters are this kind of weird thing that float out there and they don't know what to do with them um this group has a person that's like hey you are leading the scrum masters you own agile across the board it's your responsibility to charter that you will to this person who's guiding the scrum like ahead of the scrum masters okay And, and and i i've seen few organizations dedicate a person to do that it's usually an and issue of like yeah. oh i've got yeah. i've got the engineers and a scrum master exactly. or PO, right well providing that yeah. guidance to me is a maturity step right right them. yeah okay All so right. but there have been many places where it's just they're just kind of there and yeah. they um just kind of wander the earth without much guidance and do the best they can and then the organization doesn't know how to measure them yeah. And it just gets it. It gets bad for both sides. Uh, but this group is not doing that, which is which is really nice to see. They're really invested in it. So that's a that's a positive. To me, the humbling experience was that second half of that first day, and then the second day where I was like, "Oh God damn it! What I I knew what this role was, yep. Josh. Why did you do that? You know, just thankfully they." Yeah. they they talked to you about yeah. it, right? It right. sounds like they really stepped up yeah. and had a real-time, hard, crucial conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And given that, right, or, I mean, other other folks would have, yeah. you know, ignored it right. and not liked you and right. let you go or whatever mm-hmm. or not, not address it at all so you continue right. to piss people off. But it sounds like the leaders there really stepped up. Yeah, it, which was perfect because I could see that they were willing to have the tough conversation. Right. I was willing to jump into it too. So exactly. very quickly we established that, hey, this is an open communication that we have and we're going to work together. And when something goes wrong, we're going to address it quickly. Yeah. Uh, and that's helped over the following um, weeks because what happened is uh, some of my you know, large swings – frustrated the PO and frustrated other people and so then it was quick and easy for them to like get in a room virtual or not and say like all right so here's what's driving me crazy yeah how about we tackle it like this and then we move forward as a group and we're in a much better spot so it's a good group of people that I'm working with that has enabled that to to happen to both say like hey dude chill out and then let's work through this as we move forward as you're talking, it reminds me, you you've always impressed me as a feedback or uh, a feedback receiver artist, mm-hmm. right? When I first met you, which is rare in a lot of people and rare in leaders and rare, but but that's I think that's doing you a good service here. So it's yep. not just them giving you the feedback; it's you being receptive to it, not getting defensive, and then doing something with it. Right? right? Yeah, yeah. I can I can see that really. Like sort of that's a key, and 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 that would be rare. A lot of people struggle with getting that kind of feedback, being receptive to it, taking action on it, and stuff. And the sad part is, 
some people don't get the feedback. Yeah. Which again is a thing that we just talked yeah. about about how how great it is that they quickly put it out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it a cakewalk for you? And so I would say, you know, Josh, you're like this super coach, super leader, super agilist. I mean, you could you could probably do this in your sleep. Give you 52 teams, um, and you could scrum master 100. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm looking, for, I'm exaggerating clearly, but is you know, is it a cakewalk, or what are the challenges, you know, that that you're uncovering? That maybe- uh, it's. In the role, not so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes. With the company, yeah. but in the role. Yeah, with the with the scrum master role, it's definitely easy. Um, as I talked about, there are things that come up that I know. In the past, an engineer's raised something I didn't have a good response, and I stumbled and fumbled through it. And now, I've stumbled and fumbled through enough that uh, whatever they throw at me, I've I've had a chance to wade through it. So. That is certainly easier. What I find myself doing is I'm much more patient than I used to be as a scrum master. I am much more capable of getting the snowball rolling and watching it grow and get bigger and bigger. And if I and if it's starting to go off into a ditch, I can give it a little bit of a tap and being a lot more comfortable yeah. with that than I was when I first started the role because I felt like I really needed to drive this change quickly and that ultimately created resistance because I was trying to force people yeah. into stuff and now again the thing that I've worked on in the past if you've listened for quite a while is trying to get better at celebrating the little wins along the way yeah. and I'm capable of seeing those more and actually laying them out in front of me like okay so this is going to happen then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. And, you know, we'll go off course a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least, like, to know in my brain, like, all right, so the next checkpoint for us yeah. is when the team does this without me saying a thing and just, like, letting it happen over a sprint or two instead of trying to force it in that refinement meeting. You've inspired me a little bit here from the point of view of, and I'm going to try to find it, it's like be a scrum master. You get abstracted from it. Mm-hmm. Like, I have gotten abstracted. There's this notion of get in the weeds with someone and do it for a little bit. Not that I'm going to be a permanent scrum master, yeah. but like doing a three month stint with a real team, like with real work. Yeah. Like I interact with real teams as a coach, but I'm not with the team. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, and I don't. I'm not meeting them where they are. Like, like what resonates with me is you yeah. have to meet the team where they are. You have to, you have a privilege of being Josh Anderson, mm-hmm. right? And typically you just like make things happen. Now you have to sort of pull that down, meet them where they are, be patient, and, and, and do whatever incremental change you can. Um, that would be a good exercise for any coach, I think, to go get in the weeds every once in a while uh, and, and sort of throttle your head back and, and understand what it's like, like what it's like in the real world. I, and I'm sort of asking that. I'm a de- that's what's resonating with me but sometimes we can get abstract I feel like I can get maybe mm-hmm. you don't but I feel like I can I get abstracted from the real world not too much but enough but I'm talking about like the in the trenches teams and the crap they have to go through and the hard work and the history that they've done yeah yeah that, that's that's um, that's been really healthy for me is to get another checkpoint on where 
teammates are when they get dropped in an agile shop because yeah. there's employees of the company there's a couple contracting companies that are mixed in it's a sizable company exactly right? and so people end up on teams and they have their own like baggage is not the right word but they have their own path to here yeah. so they have been through things and they have expectations of how agile or scrum works and this is what we do this is how we communicate all those things so seeing that and understanding what folks have lived through see that's the value yeah. for me is it, or i'm also recommending every coach like do that it's almost like a mini reboot camp yeah. or something uh i'm sure my eyes would be widened and it and it would change it would give me another lens another sort of perspective mm -hmm. in, in my coaching i go in again i'm not bad i'm not good but I, I go in, I'm like you, I want to affect, and I'm, I'm being incented to do that, but I want to affect global change. Yeah. And, and I, even though I know, you know, I try to meet people, try to do relationships, it's not the same. And I think that would be a great learning experience. Anything else you want to share about it? For, I mean, the audience, I want to, yeah. I, you know, Scrum Masters, anyone who's in a Scrum Master role listening, something you could share. One of the things that has enabled me to quickly gain trust ah, with the engineers as yeah. a person coming out of the woodwork, like, no, yeah. they have no they idea. You in. Yeah, there's like, yeah. hey, here's this guy, Josh, he's exactly. your scrum master now. Exactly. Go get him. Exactly. Um, is just a willingness and capability to build that rapport with them and, uh, my technical background has helped because there have been times where in refinement or something we're talking through yep. and I was like, well, why don't we just use a queuing system, right? Yep. Like that's what it's built for, you know, yep. things yep. like that. And so then I, I get in the dialogue, you get but, some credibility. Yeah. But, but, but not a driving force in the yeah. decision, but creating options and allowing people to think yep. about things. Um, and then just a willingness to be the goofy guy, right? And to throw stuff out. And like we actually had a um we had a team lunch, you know, and that was not anything that they've ever done before. But most engineering teams, you get them together on Zoom for a lunch, they're gonna eat and they're gonna want to get back to writing code. Yeah. You know, it's like this is a hassle. Oh, you know, this is a yeah. thing. So Working to have those icebreaker discussions and just trying to get them to loosen up, which many of you do that, um, but really investing in it, Persevere not not yeah. not having it be, um, hey, I gave it one shot. We were in a meeting. I went five minutes. I could see their eyes were rolling, and I gave up. Yeah, right. Of really pushing through that uh, because you'll get the grumbling and the eye rolls and all of that. But you know the value of creating the connection because all of these individuals will likely never meet each other in person. So how how do you begin to endear folks with that? Uh, what I'm hearing is like relationship building. Yeah. Investing in relationship building. Um, as a leader, I mean, you can do that, but you, you are in the power role. Mm -hmm. So they have to build relationships with you. Right more than you have to build, you have to be open to it. So this has flipped that on you, right? Right. You've had to be the seeker of relationship building. Yeah, I technically have no power. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. You have nobody. That's that would be sc- creepy, scary for me. I mean, typically, yeah. and now I, I don't have leadership. You've been in leadership roles, but I have gravitas power, right? Mm-hmm. I I have mm-hmm. like the history that I bring, right? My experience that I bring, and but that's power. That's privilege. Uh, that's that's part of the scrum master for me. I gotta find a place where no one knows about me. All I am is an old guy. I, I you know I need a little funds to get to retirement. Please take me on as a scrum master. That would be a great come mm-hmm. up. I mean, that's a yeah. that's a great landscape for me to try. That I'm sure I would learn some rich lessons. You there. could come and work for me. I'll keep you in your would place. Would you put? Would we? Would you take me under your wing? Yeah, and I would put you in your place. <laughs> and oh, I, I yeah, I have no doubt. I don't care how many books you've written, sir. I that's I know. You don't even have to say it, right? Can I get you a cup of coffee, uh, John? Yes, please. Yes, please. I don't even like even coffee, sure. but go and get one. If I if I can get it for you, you'll, you'll let it sit there in front of you. Yeah, quickly. Uh, anywhere else we want to go with this episode? What do you think? No, I, to me, this is something that we've talked about in the past, about the value of living in the trenches yeah. on a regular basis yeah um i was in a situation where i needed what i could get as quickly as i could get i have some friends in the space like hey cool we can get you in this yeah it's not what you've been doing but we know you'll do great yeah just and we know you need a paycheck right so like can you do this i said absolutely um so i was lucky enough to be in a spot where this could happen it wasn't an intentional move for me but it is something that as we're talking, it's something that probably should be intentional for leaders across the board because you do lose touch. Yep. I'm thinking years ago, I would send my, I mean, I would join a team, mm-hmm. you know, we might lose a scrum master or something, or we might grow by a team. So I, we would need someone to fill in temporarily and I right. would do that. And I haven't done that in years. Yeah. And it would, it really matured me. It really grew me. And I have, I have it. I have a lot of jobs, but it just gave me a, a perspective. It gave, it brought me close yeah. to proximity. And my takeaway for this episode, seriously, is I'm going to look for an opportunity. Not too long, because yeah. I, I, but, but I want to look for an opportunity where I can, where I can join a team or something, uh, and just do work, do honest scrum master work at the lowest level of serve a team, and see what I learn. And and the thing that you need the most is for that team to give you feedback like yeah. I was given. Yeah. We we would ask that if you're a member of that team that you don't clam up. Yeah. That maybe you even lean in more. Yeah. Um, that's, that's good advice. All of those things. So if you're not a leader and you're listening to, to this and maybe your leader does listen to it and they want to try it, the way you can help yourself by helping this person is providing that feedback if they choose to go this path because that feedback you give will benefit you over time as eyes are opened or reopened and now that's going to re-enable some of the change that you maybe have been trying to drive or have been asking for it didn't happen but now it's seen and felt and there's a new connection with you and the team so now there's a greater relationship which equals trust so now when you come to that leader and say hey i think we should do this it's more like yep let's do it i've been there i've seen it you're right i trust you here we go yep all right stick a fork in it let's do it 
All right, from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Let's do that again. Okay, Shake. yeah. We kind of missed. And bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs> we had a whiff. Oh, we did have a whiff. <laughs>